Welcome to the Reconstructing Healthcare podcast, a show where we discuss what's wrong with healthcare and talk with innovative companies disrupting the health insurance marketplace. Join us as we explore strategies to help employers lower healthcare costs and build a better health plan. Now here's your host, Michael Maneri. Hello, this is Michael Maneri, and I want to welcome everyone to the Reconstructing Healthcare podcast. Today, our guest is Bill Hennessy from Pratter. Bill, welcome. Hello there, and happy Pratter Day. <laughs> All right. Good to have you on the show. So here's our game plan. What we seek to do here on this show is challenge the status quo and educate our audience on non-traditional methods to lower their healthcare costs and improve value for their employees. Sound like something you want to help with? It's a noble mission, and I'm on board. So to get us started, I'm going to read a brief bio about you so the audience has some context about who they're listening to, and then we'll jump into it. So Dr. Bill Hennessy is the CEO and founder of Pratter, a medical cost savings and transparency company. Pratter, which stands for Price Matters, helps guide and incentivize employees to better priced in-network commodity care, including blood work, imaging studies, and surgery center procedures. Dr. Hennessy is both an MD and a serial entrepreneur practicing physician for 25 years, a founder of a medical billing company, and the son of a C-suite hospital executive. His passion is to fight for everyone to have affordable access to medical care. All right, there we have it. Bill Hennessy in a short paragraph. I resemble that remark. (laughs) You're a physician by trade, by background. Uh, You own medical billing company, which I assumed helped providers to kind of maximize their revenue and have basically spent the majority of your career on the provider side. So talk to us a little bit about how you decided to start a company that serves payers of healthcare. Well, I have realized now that we're basically self-insured. We're paying for everything out of pocket, whether you're the employer or the employee. The deductibles have become so high. And what I could not believe was that there are secret prices in healthcare. $3.4 trillion a year is secretly priced. It's the only sector of our economy where that happens. And in a working age population, age 27 to 64, mostly all we get is outpatient care. So the Hennessy family might consume $2,000 of care, but I'm not very pleased about paying $26,000 in required insurance premiums. So I thought, Outpatient care can be itemized by five-digit billing codes, much like a grocery list, and we should all have access to known pricing for the routine outpatient care that affects all of our households. And so that was your impetus to say, let's start a company that that does something about this. Yes, uh, I believe that we are called to serve others, and I have a unique skill set as MD and owner of a billing company and owner of multiple businesses and the son of a hospital executive. Combine that together with my level of motivation and drive to help others help millions save billions. I'm cut for this. It's my mission. All right. I like that. So we always start these interviews kind of at the macro level, looking at at healthcare from a global perspective. You know, you're well aware of this. You know, we've got a, a healthcare system that just consumes more and more of our disposable income. There's a new Kaiser Family Foundation report out there that, that indicates that of all Americans that have insurance, one third of those folks have difficulty affording their health insurance premiums and their out-of-pocket expenses. So while medical inflation may be lower over the past few years than it has been, affordability is getting worse. So tell me, in your words, what is wrong with the healthcare system and why do you think costs continue to increase like they do? There's certainly enough blame to go around, but the good news is there's enough solution to go around. 
So if we look at the individual health consumer, we should never agree to pay the secret price. We should ask for a paper printout well, before we receive care that we agree to only pay the pricing disclosed before the time of service. In fact, the Affordable Care Act says that hospitals are supposed to do that anyway, but they don't. So when it comes to an employer, they have an ERISA health benefit fiduciary. $2.5 are put in for every dollar goes in retirement. That's how much goes into health benefits. Very few employers are auditing their claims and identifying cost drivers and discussing them intelligently and then implementing savings solutions. We look at the carriers. The Affordable Care Act gave them a financial misaligned incentive. They now get to keep 20% of their revenue as profit. So if you're one of the four big carriers, would you rather keep 20% of $50 billion or 20% of $100 billion? Like it or not, the truth is that the hospitals increase their prices every year, and secretly the insurance companies love it. They both complain about each other to the public, but they're slapping a high five in the back room. So, uh, you know, we, the hospitals should be disclosing their pricing to be a true health care company. Again, we need to put the care back in health care. And the insurance companies, when we pay them, should be acting on our best interest as employer and employee consumers. It should not be they go get different deals uh, with different medical providers based upon volume and the same uh, MRI of the brain and network can be $500 all the way up to $3,000. What you've mentioned there, we've discussed on a lot of other episodes and, and specifically the, the misaligned incentives that exist um, all over the healthcare supply chain. You just alluded to something that we'll, we'll get into a little bit more, I think, but you alluded to price variation in the marketplace. And one of the things I think you know, most consumers don't realize is that you know, providers you know, really aren't trained to look at costs and provider referral patterns, quite frankly, most of the time don't take cost or quality into account. I mean, really, no one cares about costs when insurance is seen as a blank check for the suppliers of healthcare. And so my question to you is, being a provider, are there incentives in the system to dissuade a physician from taking cost and quality into account when they refer patients? Most certainly. Uh, there are about 900,000 physicians in the United States. 60% of them are employed by hospitals. The electronic medical record, referred to as an EMR, has only the hospital system's options for referral of care. So trust your doctor with your life not your wallet. Don't go down the hallway. It's the most expensive place to get care. That doctor is going to be reprimanded or even fired for referring outside the system. It doesn't matter to the doctor or the hospital administrator that you and your family can't make ends meet to pay a utility bill or put food on the table. At Pratter, we just want affordable access to care to all people. And you need to know that hospitals are the most expensive place to receive the commodity care. And, and so there is that disincentive via financial contract between the hospital and the doctor. And it's so egregious that most of these contracts have a no compete clause. So if the doctor would go rogue and actually care about the patient's affordability, and access to care, that he or she would no longer be allowed to practice in the community upon being fired. Wow. I think that's probably shocking to most people, but uh, it doesn't surprise me that, uh, that those types of contractual provisions exist. It's everywhere, Mike. This is not isolated. I know it for a fact. So I think that's kind of a good segue into talking about the Pratter product and service. 
So tell us a little bit about specifically what problem you're, you're attempting to solve in the healthcare marketplace with Pratter. Again, most of us of working age are fortunate and blessed. We do not require inpatient hospitalization. That's much more common at the end of life. So as a experienced physician, I'm, I take that to mean we're receiving routine care, which is also known as commodity care or outpatient care. So blood work, imaging, surgery center procedures like carpal tunnel releases or an upper GI scope, as well as physical therapy. So since that's a significant portion of the spend, and because it's well-defined by five-digit billing codes, we want to attack that in-network pricing variation and help guide employees to those better priced places. Quality matters the most for the most specialized of cancer or brain surgery care, for example. Each of us will go to that one best doctor in our city for that. You are no longer in the Pratter model when that occurs. We're talking routine care, but big money with big pricing variation in the same city. So what we do is we go ahead and put data on a search engine. We take self-insured data and we make it all searchable by zip code and test name, just like a Priceline or a Travelocity. People do use it if there's real pricing. We also generate a cost savings analysis for the employer. So for the first time ever, they can have their cost drivers identified and itemized and know the good and bad purchasing habits of their employees and the good and bad priced providers for those uh, cost drivers. And then the real key comes to engagement. How do we get employees to use it? Let's face it. They only know their doctors and network. That's it. I can't blame them. Healthcare has been made to be confusing and intimidating. So at Pratter, we believe strategically the entire network of any major carrier needs mapped out with the best price places for routine care. And that's it. You look at your map close to where you live or work. You go to any of those places, you automatically will save the most money. You don't have to think. You just have to look at a Google map. But if you like to look up the specific price online, you can do that. Mm-hmm. And if you're in that above 40 crowd, you're old fashioned and you grew up with uh, call centers, you can call our cost concierge. And lastly, money motivates. So employers have the opportunity to share in the savings, use our Pratter MasterCard to help guide employees to better price places and say, hey, you're saving us money. We're going to make sure that you make money. And now there's a team concept to medical cost savings and transparency. Gosh, what you just outlined seems so simple and logical, right? If there's, if there's tons of price variation, and we just, we just, I just did a presentation recently to identify and, and expose some of this price variation. And uh, I mean, we're talking hundreds of percents in price variation, 600, routinely over 500% price variation for some of these procedures, you know, that you're talking about. So why wouldn't, you know, big insurance carriers, you know, include or expose the price, you know, for the people in their networks today? It just sounds so logical. Why wouldn't they? Why, why isn't that already going on? Uh, the, uh, yeah, follow the money. The average uh, consumer is going to typically think if my insurance company would help guide me to a lower price place in network, then it would enhance my profit margin as the insurance company. I can understand how lots of people think that, but please know that's wrong. It's that ACA incentive where they want you to go to the most expensive hospital for care so that your bill is the largest so they can charge you more next year so that they can keep 20% of a bigger number. You have to remember who really cares in this equation about people. 
That would be doctors and nurses. You have to understand who cares in this equation about money. That would be hospitals and insurance companies. And then it all makes sense. So basically, Pratter is, is a price transparency tool where you know, your mission is to help guide people to lower cost care for commodity procedures. So one of the questions that I think you know, our listeners would have is, where are you actually getting the price data from? Because remember, you, you go to a, a provider and ask what the price of something is. <laughs> and oftentimes they don't know themselves. So you want me to give up all my secrets right now to the public? <laughs> uh, so uh, so there are, there's different ways we can do it. Uh, uh, one of them, and the best one, is self-insured companies. As much as they have paid their, their medical bills and utility bills, they own their bills. They are just sitting on the sidelines. They need leveraged. We put them on our platform. Most of working America, including even executives in big companies like where I'm at in Pittsburgh, let's use a Heinz or a Bear, for example, if they have an Aetna card, they think they have Aetna insurance. They don't realize that Heinz is paying for the care and that Aetna is just paying the bills as an administrator. If it was up to me, if we digress for a second, I would make sure we had Heinz medical cards. I would want all of my employees as a CEO of Heinz to know that we were paying their medical bills and we cared about them uh, that much, but, but we just don't see that. Okay, so you're getting the data from the employer's TPA or carrier. You're getting just a, a claims feed, basically. That's one way. Another way is uh, we call the independent facilities, the surgery centers, imaging centers, and blood work centers, and ask them to give us Pratter price tag guarantees. It's a never pay more than price. We're not negotiating them down. We just know that they have better prices on the market. And so we give them first listing, and then we give them a username and password so that they can log in and see what their competition is charging and getting paid also. We call this capitalism in healthcare. Known pricing creates smart shopping, but known pricing also creates competition. And with competition, the consumer wins every time. Okay. So that's fascinating. So you're not just relying on the claims data that you might get from a self-insured employer, which will have you know, historical you know, pricing based on those network discounts. You're actually calling some of these providers and asking them, you know, what their best price is, regardless of the network discount. That's correct. And uh, we give them a price tag icon next to their listing. Okay. It's symbolic gesture. We're putting price tags on medical care. Got it. Got it. And so in general, now I'm going to get into the weeds for a second. You know, a a TPA is going to adjudicate, you know, the claim based on that carrier's negotiated amount. But if you've negotiated something that's better or lower, how does the TPA adjudicate that? We're not asking them to do better. We're already uh, knowing that the places that we're calling are the ones that are going to cooperate. Uh, so we're just asking them just to guarantee that network fee that they receive as the final price tag. We're taking the surprise out of a medical bill. Very unfortunately, if you looked in a Merriam-Webster dictionary, you would see the term surprise medical bill. We all know what one is. We shouldn't. You know, shame on uh, that the, 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 the term even exists. Uh, we think you should know before you go. And so I've also noticed that you guys will, will publish a, a cash price, right? So is that the same thing as sort of that, that price guarantee or is the cash price something different? It's guaranteed also, but it is a different price. It's a lower price. There's three prices in medical care, just to be confusing, again, on purpose. 
the healthcare consumers have been beat up pretty hard by the industry to cause them to lose money. The charge is the rack rate. If your claim's denied, that's your bill. And then there's what we call the negotiated discount fee within each carrier network. That's most often the final price tag. And then there's the cash price, which is often a lot less by hundreds of dollars. And the good news about that is it's your best price. The bad news is it does not get applied toward your deductible. But if you can get a test for $200 instead of 1000 you saved $800. Who cares if it's out of network if, uh, or it doesn't get applied to your deductible if you're healthy? Again, the goal is affordable access to care. Love it. Love it. Now, <laughs> I have to ask the question, being from the provider side, you know, why would a provider offer a lower cash price than what that negotiated carrier discount is. We save overhead. Cash is king in any business. You don't have to send out the bill and get back the denial. Uh, so often in the insurance world with me owning a physician billing company, there's a four-word definition of a carrier. Collect premium, deny payment. We can do everything right. They deny it. We just have to resubmit it with a different ICD-10 code paired with the CPT bill. And then we... We skip all of that when we get cash. So it's okay to offer a price that's a little lower cash if we're being ethical about it. But I see medical facilities much more so than physicians having much steeper discounts cash, which brings up a whole other can of worms about who's serving as the fiduciary. If you're paying a carrier and the retail price of a, an MRI is $1,500 and the discount price is $900, but for cash, you can get it for 500 Well. Has the carrier really fulfilled its fiduciary responsibility to get you the best price? Well, and this just goes to, you know, what a bizarro world we live in in healthcare purchasing when you can have three different prices and, you know, there is a cash price out there that most consumers are not getting access because they don't know how to ask for it or be educated about it, which is crazy. Is Pratter, you know, being a price transparency tool, do you have the ability to work with any employer in any part of the country? Yes. And so it's just a matter of getting kind of access to historical data to be able to populate the price transparency tool. Yes, even without that, we can uh, still use uh, other uh, third-party data to determine who has the best prices for routine care. We got maps of the entire country for Blue Shield, United, Cigna, Aetna, Humana, and Kaiser. So even if there wasn't a price tag on, we are able to statistically reduce the pricing variation to lock in savings and pair that with a MasterCard offering through an HSA, HRA, or otherwise. So we have locked in savings methods without knowing the exact price tag. Again, if we have self-insured data, we also get the exact price tag. Okay. So you've mentioned the MasterCard a couple times there. So I want to get into the user experience for what this looks like for a member. I guess before I go there, there's other price transparency tools in the marketplace. One of the biggest names out there is Castlight. And Castlight is very pretty, promises the world. And what we've seen so far is that they get really bad results, really low utilization. So how is Pratter addressing employee engagement and low utilization of a lot of these existing tools that are already out there today? Let's face it, the named company Castlight uh, is partnered with Anthem Blue Shield and shares letterhead with them. Uh, so what they can deliver has been significantly watered down or choked out because the carriers won't let them show real pricing. We at Pratter believe we have to be 100% free of carriers. Our definition of cost transparency is the known charge and known claim allowable before the time of service, not a false out-of-pocket estimate or range. 
that a Castlight can use via Anthem's uh, software, let's say. If we were tied to a carrier like Anthem, by the way, their stock is up 400% in the past five years. I'm going to guess your salary isn't. So 400% it's gone up. How much have they really saved their employer clients when their stock's up 400%? If they actually save their clients money, then Anthem will be making less money. So we do it different. I do believe better, admittedly with bias, by staying carrier-free and keeping our intentions pure. So again, going back to the engagement and utilization, right? How are you engaging employees to use the tool? Because I think that's sometimes the biggest obstacle. I mean, you can have an app, but a lot of people aren't necessarily, when it comes time to use healthcare, people probably forget to use the app. They don't think that they should you know, be looking for lower cost options because maybe they trust their doctor. So what are you guys right. doing differently to drive utilization of the Pratter tool and engage with employees? Well, it all begins with a proactive employer. If the employer is messaging that this is important, that they value their employees' physical and financial health, and they're trying to deliver the best of both worlds to them, there's nothing that replaces a proactive employer when it comes mm-hmm. to engagement. That's the most important item. And we at Pratter don't get credit for that. We like partnering with those companies that are more proactive. So we need a proactive employer that's going to deliver the Pratter message a few times a month. Next, it's got to be easy to use. So click on a map and look at it. So you'd never see the carrier display all their best price places and network only. That's Mm -hmm. what we do. They want you to go to the more expensive ones. We have real pricing. Again, it worked well for Priceline and Amazon. So if we show real pricing instead of fake ranges, the business model says they'll look at it. But this is America we live in. Nothing motivates like money. Instant gratification. So if you compare a MasterCard with your HRA, for example, if an employer has a $3,000 deductible, and it's very common, the employer says, I'm going to help pay the first $1,500 to ease your burden, make sure you get routine care. Now the asterisk after that is, as long as you use Pratter's network that's still in our, let's say, Blue Shield network, for Mm -hmm. just routine care, we'll pay all that first $1,500. Use the MasterCard and the map, and our HRA covers it. So we use money as a motivator, money, map, real pricing, proactive employer, carrier free. Our fiduciary is to the employer employees. If you're tied to the carrier, their fiduciary is to their investors. It's a whole different angle. Absolutely. I firmly believe in aligning incentives between the employer and the employee to get better results. And I think that's what you're talking about. Let's get into how that Pratter MasterCard works. The employer is basically funding or providing dollars that can be applied towards services when they're using the Pratter service. Is that how it works or am I not you know, understanding that? No, you, you got the, the basics down. That's right. The HSA can be better funded or the HRA can do the reimbursing for routine care at a higher level as long as they agree to use better uh, price places and network. Uh, we've had self-insured employers take a look and see that the same test could be 500 to 2,500 in network. And they realized to use their own language, we're flushing our own money down the toilet. We're not going to let that happen. We're going to make them use the Pratter network for routine care. If they want to go someplace else in network, they can. They just have to pay. You know, it's a dollar incentive to, to use the tool, basically. 
Yes. And have you seen employers use any other incentives? Because, you know, not everyone will have an HSA, not everyone will have an HRA, you know, on top of, you know, a high deductible health plan PPO. So when it's just a regular PPO, have you seen employers use other incentives to drive utilization of the tool? Uh, For a regular fully insured plan, no. No. If there is a company that is self-insured, yes, it would just be a pure money play on the MasterCard. So they they get instant money, so the $600 MRI becomes $700. Mom gets to take that $100 directly to the grocery store that day after the test and spend it. Meanwhile, instead of going for a $2,000 MRI at the hospital, $100 equaled a $1,300 return on investment the same day. So we could do that focusing on the cost drivers. If you look at cost drivers in a self-insured market, top 10 or 12 make up about 50 or more percent of the spend. So we don't need to focus on all 10,000 billing codes. We focus on 10. In the business world, it's called creating an ROI and giving a pure money play for the cost drivers. And so what you just described there is almost like a shared savings approach, right? Where MRI was $600 at one place, it was 2000 at the other place. They went to the one that cost $600 the employer gives them a check for $100. The overall cost ended up being $700, but they avoided it at the place that cost $2,000. Correct. But check cutting is work on behalf of the employer. We don't want them to do that. We don't want to mail a gift card out a month or two later. This is America. Again, it's instant gratification. <laughs> I like that. And so that's how an employer can use the Prater MasterCard you know, in a way to deliver that incentive, but deliver it quick to the employee and get that instant gratification, correct? Yes. Okay. Got it. I'm I'm tracking. So for the clients that you have, what's the average utilization that you're getting within the the population? It's between 15 to 40%. It depends on all those factors. The highest are actually with proactive employers and financial incentives. And the lowest are going to be if those two don't exist. Makes sense. Well, hey, 15% without financial incentives is still pretty good relative to, you know, what we see out there in the marketplace. One of the things that I've noticed, you know, you do differently than maybe other price transparency vendors, and, and you made this offer to me when we first got engaged, was to look at historical data, take that data and identify variance in price for certain procedures and, and highlight the providers to kind of isolate, you know, where the high cost providers are versus the low cost providers, you know, and those that are overcharging. So Tell me a little bit about that. Why did you decide to, to offer that service to, to brokers and consultants? It's twofold. Number one, it's to generate and quantify our return on investment so that it entices a partnership in business. The other one is you can't manage what you can't measure. It is about generating cost savings. So the burden shouldn't all be on the employee. So much of the negativity I see in the market is no one's using the carrier's tools, which are buried eight or 10 clicks in and only have an out-of-pocket range. What, what we want to do is give the employer a list of its cost drivers itemized. That's what we do in the rest of our business and personal lives. We only pay a bill after we review an itemized bill. And, mm-hmm. and so we want to empower you as the uh, consultant to be able to have an intelligent conversation on your solutions to those cost drivers. I think that's great. And, and I know you're working on an analysis for us, which I'm looking forward to taking a peek at. And you know, for most employers out there working with their brokers and consultants, I mean, you can get to some of that data if you have, if you have a good reporting tool. But generally, the, the TPA and carrier reporting tools out there oftentimes you know, don't offer that sort of detail. So I think that's a good sort of value add. Pratter has been around for a couple of years. How many clients do you have at this point? 
And do you, know, do you have any case studies of, of actual realized savings from employers who have implemented your solution? We have about 25 clients at this time. The first couple of years were spent doing nothing other than IT development and perfecting data acquisition techniques and quality assurance. I wish it didn't take that long, and I quickly see why nobody else has done it. Last year was spent servicing several clients and making sure that they're pleased before we take it big time to the market this year. As you're aware, in our market, there's a couple systems that are both the insurance company and the hospital. And... Uh, uh, they don't like to give us the data the second time around now that they know what we're doing. Uh, so we're making a strong push to uh, partner with independent health plan TPAs so that we can get the, the data to quantify uh, in a follow-up. Being a new sort of entrepreneurial company in the marketplace, I'm sure you're having discussions with employers and brokers and consultants. And so what are some of the obstacles that you've encountered to an employer saying yes to implementing your service? Well, you just look at the uh, supply chain that gets involved. A lot of times the carrier will financially incentivize the brokerage community. As you know, if you sign up somebody in the fourth quarter for next year, they'll give you your commissions for next year early to keep you uh, hooked on your monies. And then, uh, then it's the job of the broker that's loyal to the insurance commissions than to the employer to give certain isolated reports to the HR and benefit people so that they have minimal work and can hand that off to their CFO. And, and then that, that little circle persists. If we are in the HR and benefits arena, to their defense, don't get paid to take risk. And the carrier and broker are giving them reports to give to their C-suite just to uh, appease them. And the status quo persists. That's probably our largest uh, hurdle. But if we can get right to the C-suite, and we show the cost savings and what's going to be happening over the next five years and how so many employers are going to be bankrupt because they can't afford the, the annual increases, it's, it's a much easier sell or an appreciation of our value proposition. We haven't discussed price. How do you charge employers to use the product and service? Being in the benefits world, we didn't want to reinvent the wheel. We left the wheel alone. So we're in per employee per month pricing. You're looking at this data for your clients and for prospective clients. How much waste do you think is out there or how much savings is out there for employers to realize that maybe they just don't, they don't understand exists? On the medical spend, about 30% is what the in-network pricing variation costs. Wow. That's what we've proven again. So the company spent $10 million on medical. We're excluding pharmacy here, okay? But just medical, it could have saved $3 million had their employees decided or been empowered or incentivized to go to better price places in-network in the same geography. Okay. So we're not talking about a small opportunity here. We're, we're talking based on what you see in the data. There is words of 30% in potential savings or waste that exists out there that can be, that can be focused on. Correct. If that doesn't get people listening excited, I don't know what would. <laughs> what are you most excited about right now in your business? And you know, are there any improvements or enhancements that are in the works for the future? We've got plenty planned for the future. Again, I can't give you away all of my data collection and roadmap. All due respect, what we're most excited about right now is we have been approved as a Medicare vendor and have in our possession, on our server, going through a 45-step quality assurance process, over 100 million outpatient Medicare claims, where I do believe we're the only company in the United States permitted to show the name of the medical provider, the charge, 
and the claim allowable on all of that. This is going to be the most exposure on cost transparency ever. And we're going to dovetail that into being featured in Consumer Reports this summer on an issue on healthcare consumerism. So how can people interested in your product and service get in touch with you and learn more about Pratter? My contact information, our VP of sales contact information, it's on our website, pratter.us. Pratter means price matters.us is in the United States. Email us or call us and, uh, you know, help us help, help millions save billions. The data is shared. It's all de-identified. No names, no diagnosis codes. So the more that come on board our platform, the more everybody gets to enjoy and partake in the aggregated data as we create the network effect. Bill, on behalf of our listeners, I want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule to join us. I think it's been a great discussion and I hope it's been educational for our listeners. Thank you also and keep up the great work. All right. And to our listeners, we hope you enjoyed this episode of of Reconstructing Healthcare. With that, we'll sign off wherever you're at. We hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Reconstructing Healthcare. If you like what you heard here, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode. If you're interested in continuing the conversation, please visit us at www.reconstructinghealthcare.com where you can access the show notes for this episode and links to Pratter's website and contact information. Lastly, we welcome your feedback on the content and interviews we're bringing to you on the show. Please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher and let us know what you think. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Reconstructing Healthcare Podcast.